0: If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Pittsburgh, it's been a house of horrors for Browns fans forever. No matter how good we think a Browns team is, it almost always turns bad in Pittsburgh. The Browns haven't won a regular season game there in over two decades. Tim Couch was the last quarterback to win in Pittsburgh. Tim Couch, who's long been retired. The Browns did win a playoff game there, to be fair, a couple of years ago, three years ago with Baker Mayfield. Who's 2-0? Unreal. That's just how things go for the Browns sometimes. We got a lot to talk about with this Monday night football game. We will talk about the brutal loss, the impressive defense, the 1-1 and record, the overreaction by fans both last week and this week. But, of course, we're going to start in a moment with a devastating thing that happened in the first half as Nick Chubb took a vicious hit from Minka Fitzpatrick. And I'm curious to see what some former players say. I thought it was a dirty hit. He threw his whole body into his knee. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. It looked bad to me, but you never know for sure. I'll be curious what some ex-players say. I spoke to one tonight. He said he didn't think it was a dirty play. I know somebody else who spoke to three players who said they thought it was a dirty play. So we'll see what they have to say. But we'll get to all this. This is a special Tuesday edition of the Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. The whole podcast today, pretty much outside of a couple minutes at the end, is all about the Browns. Brutal 26-22 loss to the Steelers in Pittsburgh to fall to one and one. And it's brought to you by Bet Rivers. Get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. Win up to ten thousand dollars in bonus money. That's ten thousand bucks. Bet ten dollars in same game parlays on any game with the squares icon to earn a square. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. All right, let's get to it. The bullpen with Adam the Bull. We're here with Bet Rivers. And if you bet on the Browns, you lost last night. The Browns lose 26-22. They were a slight favorite in this game. But let's start with the injury before we get to the rest of it. Um, Anybody that knows me knows that Nick Chubb is one of my favorite football players. Nick Chubb does everything right. He's a great player, an all-time great player. One of the best pure running backs I've ever seen. He never showboats. It's never about me. He just plays great, does whatever he's asked to do, and does it at the highest level. There's nothing negative anywhere that anyone I've ever heard say or be able to say about Nick Chubb. When any player gets seriously injured, It sucks. When Nick Chubb gets seriously injured, to me, it's just another level. This crushed the entire fan base. It had to have affected the players. I don't think there's any doubt about it. It's a disastrous injury. Kevin Stefanski in the postgame admitted it's a serious knee injury. We don't know all the details in terms of exactly what Injuries took place because I'm sure there's more than one injury. If you saw the replay, you know it looked like you know the Ohio State Miami national championship game. That injury, right? I mean, we've seen that. It his knee went the wrong direction. Uh, if you didn't see it, don't look at it. It's you don't want to look at it. It was absolutely awful. As Minka Fitzpatrick's body comes flying through the air into the chub, into the knee of Nick Chubb. Just horrendous. So Nick Chubb is carted off the field. Everybody's feeling that. I'd be curious to to see when the players talk in the next couple of days about how they react. Because you lose a player like that, it's it's crushing. It's crushing. Uh, We saw that happen to the Jets in week one, and they were able to overcome against a good team and win before getting slaughtered in week two. The Browns were unable to overcome, although they had the lead and the ball in the fourth quarter before Deshaun Watson got strip-sacked. Before I get to Deshaun Watson, I want to talk about a Browns defense that I thought played extremely well. Uh, The Browns did not lose this game because of their defense. The Browns defense has allowed one touchdown and 16 points in two weeks. The only big play was the t- long touchdown pass from Kenny, Pickin- Kenny Pickett to Pickens. Pickett to Pickens. It was a nice nice throw. I'll give him credit. I don't think Kenny Pickett's very good. He was pretty awful most of the night. But that was a great throw. But really, it was a great play by Pickens, not only to make the grab, but then to kind of move his leg over, if you see the replay, to avoid the swiping tackle at the leg and be able to go to the dis- go the distance for the touchdown. Um, That was a nice play. Otherwise, the offense barely moved the ball for Pittsburgh. They really didn't run the ball effectively. They didn't do much else through the air. Kenny Pickett was awful, threw some bad picks. He's just not a very good quarterback, I don't think, what I've seen of him. But he did just enough. But it was the Steelers' defense. Two defensive touchdowns. A pick six of Watson. Off a tip from Harrison Bryant on the first offensive play of the game. And then the game-winning touchdown, a strip sack by Alonzo Highsmith. gets picked up by J.J. Watt, or Alex Highsmith, excuse me. It's picked up by J.J. Watt and running for a touchdown. That gave the Steelers the lead. Watson would get two more chances with the ball. He couldn't get it done. The offensive line did a terrible job. And that's what we get to. The Browns' defense did their part. The Browns' defense has played great. Grant Delpit had another big game. Denzel Ward had another big game. And the guys were dropping like flies. Ward was out for a while. Uh, Newsom was out for a while. Zadarius Smith was out for a while. And yet the defense kept doing their part. Again, outside of that one big play, the defense played great. Uh, once again, we have an uncomfortable feeling when it comes to the kicker as Dustin Hopkins went 2 of 3. Now, he did make a 55-yard field goal in the third quarter. I was, I was impressed because he's not been very good over 50 yards in his career. But he missed a, a 40-something yard or earlier. And special teams was awful too because he missed a kick. Again, he made the nice kick late, but he missed the other kick. And if he makes them both, who knows? It's, it could be a different game at the end. Uh, you know, they're, they're only needing a field goal instead of a touch. Who knows? And DPJ, I, I think I'm done with him on on punt returns. Twice, he lets the ball bounce, get behind him, leading to uh terrible field position for the Browns. He's awful at that. Get him out of there. As I mentioned, the running game, I thought Jerome Ford, who when when Nick Chubb first went out, Jerome Ford, first couple of carries, did nothing with him. But then he had the big 69-yard run when he got tackled at the one-inch line before Pierre Strong punched it in from the goal line. And at, from that point on, he ran the ball very effectively. I thought he did a nice job after struggling early. I, I don't know the exact numbers, but I want to say like his first five, six carries, he had like zero yards. But then he really picked – that was a great run, that 69-yard run that was just shy of a touchdown. Total for the game, he and Nick Chubb, 26 carries, 170 yards. They did a great job. And for much of the game, the offensive line at least did well in the running game, did a fairly good job in the passing game. But late in the game, the offensive line fell apart. Jedrick Wills is awful. I've said he's awful for forever. My man G. Bush has said he's awful. Jason has defended him to some degree. It can't be defended anymore. He killed them late in that game. Dewan Jones, I thought, played pretty well in this game. He certainly did a much better job. Jed Wills is awful. Overall, the offensive line just did not play well enough in those last couple of drives. Watson was under attack. Now, he took a sack or two that were his fault, but he did get sacked six times. It's too much. Can't let that happen. They're without their second best defensive lineman second-best guy in their front seven, and they still get six sacks, some of it on Watson, but the offensive line did not play well enough. Now let's get to Deshaun Watson. When the Browns traded for Deshaun Watson, I was on the radio still at the time, and I remember screaming and yelling. I was excited that the Browns got him. Yes, I understood off-the-field stuff, but I could separate player from person. And on the field, whenever I saw Deshaun Watson play, he was great. In Houston, the four years he was there, he was great. In the three years that he played the whole season, made the playoffs twice. Won a playoff game. He was great. But since he's been a Cleveland Brown, he's not been great. Frankly, he's not even been decent. He's been awful. And we can make all the excuses we want. The rust from last year, fair. He missed almost two full years. The weather last week, okay. Joe Burr didn't play well either. What's the excuse now? We are now eight games into the Deshaun Watson tenure, and he's not gotten any better. He was awful last night. Yeah, he made a couple of nice throws here and there, but but so did Kenny Pickett. Any quarterback can make a couple of nice throws but he averaged less than six yards per attempt. That's horrendous. And, I mean, he had two chances late, and again, didn't get help from the offensive line. Uh, On that last play on the fourth down, maybe should have been pass interference. I think it was uncatchable for DPJ, but he was getting grabbed, so who knows? Too many drops on the first pick, Harrison Bryant, that's Watson's fault. It was a bad throw, but you got to help try to help the quarterback out. He fumbled twice. Once diving for the first down. Although on that fumble, I thought that was a ridiculous I didn't see one replay that showed it was a clear re- recovery by Ogan Joby. Not one. I don't know how they awarded him the ball, but I guess you saw it come out and then then Ogan Joby comes out with the ball. But how do we how do you know that in the pile Watson didn't have it and then Ogan Joby took it out? So I didn't understand how they overturned that call there. But in the end, Watson's just not playing well enough. You can make all the excuses you want, just like we made excuses for when Baker wasn't playing enough. And and I I rip people then. And yeah, the the idiots, the Baker Bros are starting to come out of the woodwork, and they're gonna tell you how good he is, and he's not. We all know that. But Deshaun Watson's not good enough right now. And with Nick Chubb done for the year. We're going to need even more from Deshaun Watson. And so far as a Cleveland Brown in eight games, he has not shown you he's capable. What happened to the guy in Houston? He's not old. I'm sure there'll be blame on the offensive line. He had a terrible offensive line in Houston. I'm sure there'll be blame on the coach because everybody's a genius. With Every time the Browns lose, half the fan base comes out and screams about play calling. We don't hear it at all when they win. Every time they lose, it's bad play calling. You don't know what the play was called. You don't know. How do you know it's bad play calling? Maybe it's bad decision making. The receivers were not good enough dropping balls. David Njoku with the fumble. It's unacceptable. The passing game as a whole, the quarterback, the offensive line, the pass catchers, huge disappointment. The only guy I give credit for in the passing game is Amari Cooper. Elijah Moore's got to find a way to keep his feet in bounds. Too many catches near the sideline, he can't get his feet down. Let's go. Amari Cooper was not even supposed to play this morning. Seven catches on 10 targets for 90 yards. He did a great job. Nobody else in the passing game did a great job. David Bell, fine. He targeted three times, caught all his passes for 27 yards. For him, that's fine. who fumbled. Elijah Moore can't keep his feet in bounds. The offensive line didn't protect well enough at the end of the game. And you want to blame the coach too? Fine. I would give him some of the blame. But the biggest blame goes to the quarterback. If Deshaun Watson plays a solid game, the Browns win. Bottom line, he didn't. He played lousy. He turned it over three times. He didn't move the ball consistently. He and, he and he lost his composure. How, if you're a quarterback, do you get called for two personal foul penalties? You're the quarterback. You know how egregious it has to be for a quarterback to get called for a personal foul? That's ridiculous. And then he pushes an official. He's lucky he didn't get kicked out of the game. And then he's going at it with a receipt, with, with, uh, one of the players on the Steelers, like you're the quarterback, you got to lead. You can't lose your control like that. This is ridiculous. This total disappointment all around. Uh, this was brutal. Just an absolutely brutal loss. And instead of being two and zero on the way to going three and zero against Titans at home, now it's one and one. Your best player, Nick Chubb's hurt. And his bad vibes right now. Now, the season ain't over. But the bottom line is, Deshaun Watson, and this is simple. Deshaun Watson's got to play like the quarterback they paid for. Because so far, he's not even close. You could survive a Nick Chubb injury if Deshaun Watson plays like a top 10 quarterback. They have a good enough defense. They have good enough pass catchers. Not great, but good enough. Deshaun Watson has to play like a top-ten quarterback. How many times does this need to be said? Even with Nick Chubb, they needed him to. Now it's even more imperative. And so far this year, and so far in eight games as the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, there's been zero signs of it. Zero. There you go. All right, one other game on Monday Night Football. Of course... Uh the, the, not the Vikings, the uh, Saints beat the Panthers. Final score in that one, 20-17. I didn't watch much of it. Boring game. Uh, Derek is not very good. Jamal Williams got hurt. They need Alvin Kamara back. Chris Olave had a nice game, solid game. Um, but uh, 20-17, to the final, the Saints win it. Bryce Young, 22-33, 153 in a touchdown. Carr, 21-36, to 228 in a pick. And uh, as I mentioned, Olave six for eighty-six. Taysom Hill led the Saints and ru- led all te- all players in rushing. Nine carries, seventy-five yards. So there you go. And uh, and so two and zero for the Saints. Zero and two for the Panthers. But uh, the big story of the day, of course, is the Browns' loss. Uh, certainly, we'll be talking a lot about it on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. I have more follow-up thoughts on the Wednesday edition of The Bullpen, plus looking ahead to the Week 3 games in the NFL. Thanks to Brian Monzo, Max Gotro for producing today. As always, thanks to all of you for watching and listening. I'll be back, as always, Wednesday, where else but right here in The Bullpen with Adam the Bull. See everybody. Brought to you by BetRivers. Thanks for listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the BetRivers Network.